Everything halted with a sickening lurch. The music died. The bride and her brother seemed frozen in mid-stride. Hutch would have sworn the universe itself had stopped expanding. This is all wrong, he went on miserably, but with his back straight and his head up. It wasn't as if he hadn't broached the subject with Briley before. He'd been trying to get out of this fix for weeks. Just the night before, in fact, he'd sat Briley down in a vinyl upholstered booth at the Silver Lane snack bar and told her straight out that he had serious misgivings about getting married and needed some breathing space. Briley had cried, her mascara smudging, her nose reddening at the tip. You don't mean it, she'd said, which was her standard response to any attempt he made to put on the brakes before they both plummeted over a matrimonial cliff. You're just nervous, that's all. It's entirely normal. But once the wedding is over and we're on our honeymoon... Hutch couldn't stand it when a woman cried, especially when he was the cause of her tears. Like every other time... He'd backed down, tried to convince himself that Briley was right. He just had cold feet, that was all. Now, though, push had run smack up against shove. It was now or never. He faced Briley squarely. The universe unfroze itself like some big machine with rusted gears, and all hell broke loose. Briley threw down her bouquet, stomped on it once, whirled on one heel, and rushed out of the church. Walker flung a beleaguered and not entirely friendly look in Hutch's direction, then turned to go after his sister. The guests, already on their feet in honor of the bride, all started talking at once, a buzz with shock and speculation. Things like this might happen in books or movies, but they didn't happen in Parable, Montana. Until now, Hutch reflected dismally. He started to follow Briley out of the church. Not an easy proposition with folks crowding the aisle. He didn't have the first clue what he could say to her, but he figured he had to say something. Before he'd taken two strides, though, Slade and Boone closed in on him from either side, each taking a firm grip on one of his arms. Let her go, Boone said quietly. There's nothing you can do, Slade confirmed. With that, they hustled him quickly out of the main chapel and into the small side room where the choir robes, hymnals, and communion gear were stored. Hutch wondered if a lynch mob was forming back there in the sanctuary. You picked a fine time to change your mind about getting married, Boone remarked, but his tone was light and his eyes twinkled with something that looked a lot like relief. Hutch unfastened his fancy tie and shoved it into one coat pocket. Then he opened his collar halfway to his breastbone and sucked in a breath. I tried to tell her, he muttered. He knew it sounded lame, but the truth was the truth. Although he and Slade shared a father, they had been at bloody-knuckled odds most of their lives. 
They'd made some progress toward getting along since the old man's death and the upheaval that followed. But neither of them related to the other as a buddy, let alone a brother. "'Come on out to our place,' Slade said, surprising him. "'You'd best lay low for a few hours. Give Briley and Walker a little time to cool off.' Hutch stiffened slightly though he found the invitation oddly welcome. Home, that being Whisper Creek Ranch, was a lonely outpost these days, which was probably why he'd talked himself into proposing to Briley in the first place. "'I have to talk to Briley,' he repeated. "'There'll be time for that later on,' Slade reasoned. "'Slade's right,' Boone agreed." Boone, being violently allergic to marriage himself, probably thought Hutch had just died.